Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 103 with my guest, Asherita Chuchu. Asherita is a best-selling writer and speaker, wife to her high school sweetheart, and mama to three kiddos. She grew up in Romania as a missionary kid and studied English and women's ministry at Cedarville University. She has a passion for helping women find joy in Jesus through creative and consistent time with God. Asherita and I talk about so much, including life in Romania for her parents, how they escaped to the United States, and then went back to Romania as missionaries. We also talk about the blog post that Asherita did not want to write a few years back, and how she has walked through and continues to walk through the steps of forgiveness. Also, we talk about her new book that she's written called Bible and Breakfast, ways that you can creatively get in God's Word and pair it with some yummy things in her book. So I invite you to sit back and listen and be encouraged. Here's my conversation with Asherita. Well, welcome to the podcast, Asherita. Thank you so much for having me, Ren. Yeah, this is great. We've never read, met in real life, but we not have yet. not yet. But we have online, and um, I received your book a couple of weeks ago, and I love it. So I am so excited to invite you on the podcast. You are a writer, an author. You're a mom to some little bitty kids that are adorable (laughs) and a wife and all of that. So I want to just, if someone that doesn't is listening, that doesn't know you, could you explain a little bit about yourself, about kind of what part of the country you are in and your family and kind of what you do day to day? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I married my high school sweetheart and we live in, we both grew up in Romania. Um, but we live in Northeast Ohio with our three children, um, Carissa, Amelia, and Theo. Chris is six and Amelia is three and Theo is almost one and a half. Wow. Um, so yeah, they're, they're my joy. We love doing life together. Um, I also write and I speak, I travel some, um, I try not to travel very much unless they're with me. So in two weeks, we'll be going to Minnesota. I'll be speaking at two retreats back to back and they'll be out there with me. So we'll get to do a little family vacation for the first time in a long time. So (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that. That's great. That's awesome. So when you speak and when you are writing, um, I love how you are focused on um, encouraging women. And I love what you said. I kind of did a little deep dive on your blog. I hope that's okay. I kind of stalked you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, it's on there. So (laughs) okay, it's like free day. Um, fair. Yeah. I love how your mission is, this is a quote, to help overwhelmed women find joy in Jesus through consistent and creative time in his word. And I love that at, even as a child at 10 years old, that God just gave that passion to you to write. So tell me a little bit about that. Our family story is a bit different than most families. Probably my parents were, um, they grew up in Romania 
under communism. My dad was a pastor and through a series of events, it just got dangerous for him to be there because he wouldn't collaborate with the secret police and they had to escape the country because of death threats. So my mom left the country when um, she was six months pregnant with me and I was born in Greece. My dad and brother escaped um, after we did and we were reunited and then we came to the States and my parents had promised that if God ever freed Romania from this communist grip that they would go back um, as ministers of the gospel. And they never really imagined that would happen. It was kind of this pipe dream, you know, mm. uh, one of those promises, like when you lose your phone, like, please God, just help me find it. And I will forever like do my devotions before I check Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's just those yeah. things that kind of like negotiate with God. Sure. Um, and, and they would be the first to say it was, it was kind of that kind of a promise. Mm. So they didn't really expect for it to happen, but we arrived in, the United States in June of 1989 and communism fell in December of that same year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a quick turnaround. We took a few years. Um, my parents got some theological training and uh, we raised support. We ended up going back when I was seven years old. Uh, we went as missionaries to the gypsies and it was, Ren, it was like watching the book of Acts come alive. Mm. Like the Holy Spirit just moved among the people, calling them to himself. These people who have been marginalized and um, ignored and ridiculed by society for hundreds of years. Um, We were ministering to the gypsies and just to see them come to realize that Jesus died for their sins as well. That God is not just a white man's God, mm. but God loves all of his creatures, all of his creation, all of humanity belongs to him. And he wants each of them to be saved and to live eternally with him through Jesus Christ. I could go on and on, but needless to say, I had quite the adventurous childhood and yeah. um, people kept saying, oh, you guys should write a book. You guys should write a book. And so I was kind of um, the bookworm of the five of us. And um, it just kind of was prophetic of like, you're going to be the one who will write the story. You're going to be the one who will kind of put this down to paper. And so I grew up just kind of with that wanting to be a writer. I wanted to write down what God is doing. I wanted to I was processing, you know, even as a young child, I was processing my experiences through journaling and through writing. So people always ask me, like, do you always want to be a writer or did you just kind of stumble on it? And for me, it was uh, very intentional. I ended Mm -hmm. up going to um, university and studying English to learn how to better communicate and how to write. And I can see just God's hand of providence and favor every step of the way. Um, So I I love doing what, what I get to do. That's awesome. Well, and you can tell your passion through it. I mean, just through your blog and, and you're very gifted at it. When I picked up your new book, um, it was sent to me called Bible and Breakfast, and it's called 31 Mornings with Jesus. And so, and you have had other books as well that sound, I think there's two or three others. There's three others. Three yes. others. Okay. Yeah. And they look just as good. I'm like, oh, I need, I need those too. Um, but this is the one that is coming out in October. And mm-hmm. so I want you to just take us through kind of the process of writing it and kind of what, how God put this in your heart to create this amazing devotional and cookbook. It's kind of both. Yeah. So um, 
the Lord has just been so gracious to draw me to himself from a young age. Um, But even as, you know, a precocious teenager, I would do inductive Bible study. And my dad taught me how to do Greek and Hebrew word studies and and pull out the huge concordance and do all that stuff. So I I can like nerd out on (laughs) Bible study. Um, And so that was kind of, that was how I felt close to God was doing that kind of deep dive into scripture. And I love doing it. Um, and then I got married and then I had children and then all of a sudden my availability, my time, hour long time to inductively study God's word. Um, there just wasn't much time. And even when I was reflecting on this yesterday, like as when Carissa was a newborn, I remember, I remember I would still wake up early in the morning because of this commitment to spend time with God in his word. And I would literally fall asleep. Friend. Oh. I was so sleep deprived yeah. that I would like fall asleep trying to study God's word. And then I would feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it got to the point where I was like, well, I don't have time for a full hour study right now. So I'll just put it off until I do. And then that time would never come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes days can turn into weeks yeah. and you just fall away from regularly being in God's word. Sure. So it was in the midst of that, um, that I was just thinking like, how can I intentionally make reading God's word a part of my routine? Um, and I had heard about this Chinese pastor that had said, no Bible, no breakfast. Like that was his commitment. Mm, I have heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, I could do that. But then realistically, like it might be dinner time by the time I eat. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So maybe instead of no Bible, no breakfast, what if I did Bible and breakfast? What if I sat down at the breakfast table and even if it's just two or three minutes, I feed my soul while I'm feeding my body. And it morphed into inviting my children to do it with me instead of trying to be alone and have this magical, I'm using air quotes, quiet time where everyone's asleep and I'm by myself with the Lord. Like what if instead I just invite them to join me in his presence and we Mm -hmm. read his word together and we talk about it together around the breakfast table. So that was kind of the concept. And, um, like you mentioned in the beginning, my, my heart passion is to help overwhelmed women find joy in Jesus through creative and consistent time in his word. And so I reached out to my readers and I said, do you want to join me in this? Like, let's just try it for 31 days. I invited some of my friends to join me on the blog and to share some of their favorite breakfast ideas and kind of what God is speaking to them. And Ren, we had over a thousand women join us. Wow. In that 31 day challenge. That's amazing. It is. It is because, you know, I think the devil sometimes um, can put this lie in our heads that we're the only ones who struggle. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm the only one. And there's so much shame and condemnation heaped up on us with mm-hmm. that. But when you put it out there and when you hear women saying like, yes, I need this. I struggle with this. I want to do this. And there's that community and that accountability and encouragement. It was so, so cool. Such yeah. a neat experience. So um, that's kind of like where it started. And, and I'm just excited to have it in book form now so yeah. that anyone can go through it yeah. at any point. Well, and I love how you, I mean, it was totally organic because it's, you can see what's going to resonate with women and it did, and it still does. So I love that it is, I agree with you. I love that it's in book form and I love that each day you have it. It's a 31 devotional, but it's, um, at the first, like on day 12, it says coming home and you have a scripture and, 
there's, it's called a snack on the go and then feast at the table. So Mm -hmm. that if that day that a woman has, you know, time for the snack on the go with the kids or, uh, as a single woman going off to work, if she has time for snack on the go, you're in the word, she's in the word. If she has, you know, that carving out more time and want to go deeper with the Lord, then she's going to do the feast at the table. But each day has this. And I love how you organized it so well. It has um, recipes throughout and beautiful pictures. And I love how you said a minute ago, how your kids, you bring your kids into it. And these recipes are things that they can help you with on the Insta story on, on the Insta stories. Listen to me on Insta stories the other day. I loved how you brought uh, your little girl and she was helping you. She was pouring the blueberries in, you know? (laughs) So I love that. It's not just, um, it can be where you're alone with the Lord, but mm-hmm. when we have young littles um, under our feet, this is perfect because you're drawing them into it and they're seeing you and they're hearing the word of God and it's getting in your heart, but it's getting theirs as well. So I love this concept. I think um, I might be your biggest cheerleader. This is so great, <laughs> but I think it, it, it's an incredible thing. Tell me when it comes out. So it releases October 1st. Um, and actually just recently, um, my marketing team and I decided we're going to bring back the 31 day challenge aspect of this. Like that's how we started it. And so we want to kind of, um, launch things with a bang. So October 1st through the 31st of this year, 2019, we're inviting readers to join us in 31 days of Bible and breakfast. So whether you have the book or not, I'll be providing um, daily verses to read every day over on Instagram. We'll have some fun giveaways. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast airs, but you are welcome to join in at any point of the 31 day challenge. We would love to have your listeners. That's great. I think that is incredible. We'll put all the links in the show notes for sure. Okay. Well, I want to go back a little bit in your story. Um, Just uh, there were some things that happened in your childhood that where y'all um, had some struggles with family and things looked a little different and you shared your story in your blog. And I love that you, you called it the story I didn't want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And boy, that draws people in because they want to know what, why don't you want to tell us? But it's a raw story and we're not going to go into any details, but was it hard for you to post that story, to, to write that? Was that um, one of the most difficult things you've had to write? It, it was really hard at the time. Um, and I think part of it, like I wrote that a few years ago and I'm still um, going to counseling, processing some of what had happened in my childhood and sure. um, trying to understand it better. Um, but at the time, that was a, a milestone for me to be able to admit that we didn't have it all together. Mm. Um, and it was easy. I think, especially with missionaries and pastors, like it's easy to put them on a pedestal and think like they have it all together. They are always a happy family. Um, they just have the supernatural strength of the Lord. And, um, it's interesting because yes, the Lord used us. Um, and yeah, I think he used us despite us (laughs) and Mm. despite the, the problems that were inside our family. Um, not because we were, spiritual superstars. Um, so it was, it was hard because there were a lot of people who had looked up to our family and, um, I got married in 2010 and, um, that was in Romania. We came back, my husband and I came back and, um, the short of it is my father left our family and left our ministry in, uh, a year and a half later. Um, and it was devastating because that wasn't at all what I had 
pictured for our family. It wasn't even on the horizon at, at that time. Looking back, I can definitely see, um, I can see troubling signs, but I think, um, we won't go into the details, but you know, for every child, their family home environment is normal. And they just think like, this is normal. (laughs) Um, and it's not until I had experienced things differently at college and then in my own marriage and with my husband's family that I realized there was, it it was toxic. It was a toxic environment and I didn't even know it because I was within it. Mm. So to come out and to say, you know, what you see in the pictures isn't the whole story. And and there's some behind the scenes that I want to share to give you hope that um, God is the one who works and he's the one who directs and he's the one who writes, not because of how great we are or how good we are, but because of his faithfulness and how good he is. And even if in this season, it looks dark and hopeless, and this isn't the way we pictured it would turn out, um, I can still trust in the faithfulness and the goodness and the steadfastness of the Lord, that he's the one who will see us through. That ultimately, even if our parents abandon us, he's the one who never will abandon us. Um, and just in the years since then, verses from scripture have just taken on new meaning um, where God promises that, you know, even if your father will abandon you, I will not, that he is the father to the orphan, which granted, I'm not an orphan, um, but I haven't talked to my dad in seven years. Um, there's just deep brokenness there. And yet God will never leave us. Um, and so there isn't any pretty bow to tie on top of this yeah. story. There is hope that God isn't finished with it yet. Yeah. Um, it might not look the way maybe I would write it if I were the author of the story. Sure. And yet we can trust his goodness, um, mm. that he will work all things to the good of those who belong to him. Um, and that good is our refinement, our sanctification, um, and it's for his glory. So that's Mm. ultimately what we trust in. Yeah, that's beautiful. And what has God really taught you about forgiveness? I mean, that's probably a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning I was, um, it's so hard to put into words. Like I was daddy's girl. Um, Mm. My dad's the one who led me to Jesus in the backseat of our Subaru. He's the one who discipled me. I sat under his preaching and teaching for 20 years. Um, he's the one who taught me how to do inductive study, how to look up Hebrew and Greek words. Uh, he modeled for me what a love for God's word looks like. Um, and so to experience betrayal um, and abandonment, even as an adult child, um, there was a lot of anger and bitterness and resentment. Um, a lot of things that good Christian girls shouldn't feel. Mm-hmm. And yet um, I had to wrestle with those and, and to realize God is big enough to handle all of my emotions. And he yeah. wants me to be honest about what is going on. And the Psalms and Lamentations and Job, like those three books were such a comfort um, during that season because it gives voice to some of our lament um, and what we experience. And sometimes we're not comfortable in the church talking about some of these icky things, sure. uh, but God doesn't shy away from, from addressing mm. them in scripture. So that was, that was good. Um, but over the course of that summer that followed the Holy Spirit, just gently, uh, wooed me to forgiveness. Mm. Um, and I realized that if I hold on to my bitterness and my anger, 
um, it will ultimately destroy me. It won't affect him. It won't touch him in any way because he was gone. Um, but it would poison my marriage and my parenting and my ministry. Um, and I will say that forgiveness continues to be a journey. Like mm. as I process through counseling, some childhood memories and some things that happened, um, I, it's a daily choice to again, say that was wrong. And yet I forgive him. Mm. That's huge too. And I think that's probably why your readers, um, are definitely relate to you because nobody's life is perfect. Even though on the outside, on the Instagram squares, it might seem that way, but down deep, there is, there are always things going on that we either have to forgive for, or we have to walk through hard times that we don't expect. It didn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. I know that that is, um, a journey, but I, I appreciate that. And it just seems like God has just done a great work in your heart and has given you this platform to talk about things like this in your writing and through your blog. So I appreciate that so much. I think that is what people like um, and relate to you about for mm -hmm. sure. Hey, y'all. Coming in to the middle of this episode to tell you about something that I absolutely love. A few years ago, my prayer life was hit or miss. And then I found Val Warner on Instagram. We connected over her sharing a quote about prayer. I loved her heart and the gifts that God had given her in the area of design, organization, and encouragement to give. Val recommend that I begin with the Fresh Start Prayer devotional and journal to see if I enjoyed the format of the sample pages in the back. I did love them and then moved to the six-month prayer journal, and for Christmas last year, my husband bought me the yearly, and I love it. So I'm recommending it highly because her journals have made such a difference in my prayer life. Now, there is never a page not filled with prayers for my loves, my community, and my favorite, the Answered Prayers page. I love talking with God, and these journals have helped me to become more organized, and her resources have given me a passion for prayer in my life. What I love about this company is that Val created her very first prayer journal out of a need for herself. She searched and needed a prayer journal during her pregnancy that would suit her need of being organized in her prayer life. There are also loads of free printables on her site. You've heard me talk about the house prayers, free printable. Val Marie Paper is the creator of my prayer journal, and you can find your own at my affiliate link on my webpage at renrobins.com favorites. Okay, back to the show. There's so much more I want to talk to you, but we don't really have that much more time. But I do want to, um, I do want to ask, where can people find you online? And then I want to ask you my favorite little three questions, my <laughs> eat, read, love segment. Um, so tell us where we can find your book and where we can find you online. Sure. Well, you can find Bible and Breakfast wherever books are sold, um, online or in bookstores. And like I mentioned, we have that 31-day Bible and Breakfast challenge that's kicking off October 1st. Um, you can go to BibleandBreakfast.com to find more details. And BibleandBreakfast.com backslash challenge will have a place where you can sign up with your email and get some goodies to help you throughout that challenge and encouragement as we go. Um, and we also have lock screens and just a lot of resources to really equip readers to prioritize God's word in their lives, mm -hmm. to um, be creative about the way they do it, to be consistent, um, even if it doesn't look the same way every day. Yeah. Uh, but it's in his presence that we find fullness of joy and it's at his right hand to better pleasures forevermore. 
So I want that for each of your listeners today. Mm, And I love that verse. I love that verse. Okay. So tell me what are you eating? What are you reading? What are you loving? Oh man. So this is fun. (laughs) Last night I got to experiment with, um, a few secret recipes that we are giving out Mm. for those who pre-order. So, um, you still have uh, a little bit more time. If you want to pre-order the book, you'll get the secret recipes. And I was perfecting my poached egg (laughs) technique, (laughs) okay, (laughs) which sounds so like, I don't know. Fancy. fancy, (laughs) Everyone was on board. Oh, my kids loved it. My husband loved it. Okay. And then I also made um, chocolate raspberry muffins. (gasps) I saw those. I want to try those. Those look good. So, um, yeah, those are in the secret recipes if you pre-order the book. Oh, okay. There were some other kind of muffins in your book, though. I'm getting those confused. Yeah, so there's chocolate banana, double double chocolate. (laughs) Okay, I knew there was chocolate in there. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so there's a secret one with raspberry. Oh, that sounds delish. Yeah, so those are, um, if you pre-order the book and you go to BibleandBreakfast.com, there's a place where you can enter out, um, fill in your confirmation number, and you'll get those secret recipes. And if you do it before October 1st, we also have this amazing giveaway with like a KitchenAid mixer and a Ninja blender and like an espresso wow. maker. Like it's amazing. So that's so great. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it all in the show notes at renrobbins.com slash podcast. So y'all can go and get that because October 1st is right around the corner. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you're eating that because those are yet so yummy and secret recipes. Love it. Mm-hmm. What are you reading and what are you loving? Um, I am reading a book called, um, the wounded heart by Dan Allender. Okay. I've heard of that. Um, And it's, it's hard. It's Mm -hmm. heavy, but, um, I just bring it up because of what we had talked about earlier in this, in this episode and counseling. Um, but it's really good. Um, it deals specifically with sexual abuse in childhood, Mm -hmm. um, which my counselor was like, it might not necessarily apply, but some of the principles are the same. And, um, I really found it to be helpful in giving voice or, um, putting language around experiences from my childhood. So Mm. if this episode resonates with listeners, like, yeah, I I feel like I could really use some healing in this area of my life. Mm. Um, the wounded heart by Dan Allender is really good. Good. Okay. That's great. What do you love in these days? At the risk of being cliche, I'm really loving my family. It's so sweet. I love it. Um, every night I just lay in bed with my husband. And I'm like, how, how blessed am I that I, I get to have another night with you and another day with you. And my kids are amazing. I, I love them. I love, um, especially I had mentioned, you know, I grew up in a toxic environment in a lot of ways. And so uh, this is just, I, I never cease to be amazed how good the Lord is in his redemption of, mm. of family. Um, and so to have the family that I have and the marriage that I have truly is God's, God's gift of grace. And I'm just loving it. Mm, that's great. I love it. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Well, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you showing just a little glimpse of your backstory with us and i um, excited about your writing and your blog and uh, getting this new devotional and doing the 31 days in October. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I'd love for you to join me, Ren. Yeah, we'll do it. I think it'd be fun. It'd be so All fun. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ren. Have a great day. 
I love so much talking with Asherita, talking about her story, about her life, about her kids, about this new amazing devotional that's coming out called Bible and Breakfast. Remember, you can find all of the show notes at renrobbins.com slash podcast slash 103. It is my joy and privilege to bring you these amazing stories each week. If this podcast has been helpful for you, I hope you'll leave a review. Thanks to JJ Tops, who left a review. She says, thank you for using your gifts. You are empowering other women out there with this, and it is much appreciated. I love seeing a sense of community with the other women, that we are all here together to glorify God. Wow, that is the podcast in a nutshell, desiring to glorify God with our gifts and encouraging women in that. And I want to leave you with a few words that Asherita said in our conversation today. She says, I never cease to be amazed at how good the Lord is in His redemption of family. Such truth, no matter what your family looks like or looks like, God is in the business of redeeming broken places. Thank you, Lord. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, you can find me at wrenrobbins.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Friends of a Feather Podcast. And remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Thank you.